Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. This is me already interviewing you. <laughs> this is me already. Literally just press record and right away you're in there, Nashi. I love it. That's what I do though, because I some, I used to, when people used to come into my studio, I would let them know, I'd say, when you walk in, we're recording. Because you you don't find that sometimes you, you get the best stuff, you hit stop, and then you get into a conversation, the guests sort of loosen up a bit, and you're, you're just going, why did we stop? Why didn't you say that 30 seconds ago when we were recording? Happens all the time, doesn't it? It really does. Um, yeah, I've, I've tried to kind of do a more in, informal start. Initially, when I started the podcast, I was doing this really formal intro. And although I will say that I'm speaking to Alan Nash. Hello. You know, let people know who we're talking to. Yeah, I, I do prefer a bit of a, a kind of informal, just a chit chat, let's just get into it type thing rather than the formal introductions. But um, yeah, the both of us have the joy of having to do podcasting over the internet in the last few months so this is why I was keen to talk to you now I mean I've always been keen to talk to you but I just think we're in this COVID time of still trying to keep our passions alive and that obviously includes podcasting so I thought what better time to try and do this virtually over the internet. Uh, well I mean thank you very much for having me on I, I really appreciate it and I follow all your stuff and and, and love what you do so the, the COVID and the situation that we're in it's it's terrible it's the, the world's in a, a tough place and everyone's been affected in some shape or fashion. It is, it is a real worry and, and what's still to come and what's around the corner and um, spikes and all these sorts of things. We just don't know. But, but on what you were talking about there in podcasting, I mean, I've gone into overdrive since lockdown and since I had to sort of, my, my business stopped. And when I say stop, my business wasn't operating from the office. I had to operate from home and all my staff and my team were at home. But that gave me the chance to quickly understand how I could podcast from home brought all my kit from my studio, set up in the kid playroom and, and just got busy. Just started sending emails out to people that I have no right to contact. No, I, I never thought I would get a response, but what happens to all these people that I speak to and come on the show, they're sitting at home doing nothing as well. Perfect I, opportunity to grab all these people. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, I've tried, I've tried to just keep as busy as possible. I looked last night, I think by the end of this month, I'll put 15 shows out this month. I th- That's I th- amazing. I think it will, it's crazy though, and it's my night times because the kids they're all asleep now as we record here just after eight pm. I, I usually give myself about an hour, and whether it's my show or the Edinburgh Rugby show that I'm doing, most of the guests, a lot of them have got kids in their situation works that all right eight o'clock eight thirty let's do it. So, I think there'll be lots of parents listening to this podcast and they're now going right wait, hold the bus. Whatever he does, he's magical because how has he got three kids in bed at eight o'clock? How have you done it? Because so many of my friends are like, the routine is out the window. COVID, you know, we, we tried to keep to the routine for about three weeks and it just went out the window. So lots of people are just wondering what your secret is in terms of parenting. <laughs> well, I'm not um, I'm not sugarcoating it or making it. It's hard. I mean, it is difficult. And getting the three, my three are um, six, four and two. And they all go to bed around seven. They all go to bed at the same time. The two boys are in the same room. Um, and Skyla, she's got her, her own room. But it's a challenge. And what I find easier is if Abby, my wife, if she's out or she's busy doing it at bedtime, it's always easier if one of us puts all three to bed. 
if mum's around, they all want mum. Ah, why, why is she getting a story? And how's he getting a story? And where's mum? And I don't want dad. I deal with that every night. It <laughs> just don't want you. But it's just try to try to keep the routine. But certainly through lockdown, and we did the Joe Wicks. We, we hammered yes. that for the first seven to ten days. It was great. Joe was fantastic. Then that that kind of went out the window, and we would drop in and out of it. But it was just kind of we just try to get outside as much as we can. And, and often from dinner time, not every night, but dinner time to bedtime, we'll maybe try and get outside and just blitz the kids, write them off again with footballs or running around the garden or something, just in that daft hour. Sometimes it's a movie, sometimes it's outside, and we just vary it. But the, the mission is always to get them to bed because that time between bedtime and us going to bed is, is our time. Yeah, and, that, and that's important. And I think a lot of people, you know, will relate in terms of, you know, having kids and having family and, you know, we'll get into it in terms of you having a business as well as your other interests like trying to fit all that in and finding time for your own passions going backwards and thinking of your time growing up as a youngster was the outdoors being active just part of your life was that just part of your dna from the beginning um i was born in edinburgh in the city center and i mean i was always outdoors a lot of rugby in my youth a lot of uh, sports and activity i was an, i'm an only child um, so yeah, there was walks and things, but I wouldn't say there, there wasn't camping or anything like that. I, I have changed as a dad, and now in my mid-30s, I've definitely changed and become much more of an outdoors enthusiast. As I say, I jump in the sea and all these sorts of things as often as I can. Childhood was was fantastic, a, a really a lucky childhood. Mum and dad were great, good friends, uh, but sport was my thing and rugby was my thing through school and, and, and played rugby competitively. But the great outdoors and a lot of the, the the best bits of outdoors that I remember were rugby camps and training camps and going to the army and you'd you'd have a weekend at an army camp getting put through the through the mill mm. soldiers and things like that. So I've got lots of good memories of in the sea and getting cold and training and, and getting uncomfortable. Um and, and that that's always been with me. But since we moved out of town now where we live in in East Lothian, I've just been able to ramp everything up. And things, the community that's grown through through having an Instagram account. I've only had an Instagram account, I think, about 18 months or something. The people that I've got in touch with me, who I never knew they were out there and they were into the same things, because I didn't have that. I find Facebook's very much, you keep in touch with your pals. Twitter's very much, uh, I, I don't know, you can duck in and out of things, but Instagram seems to be communities. And if you put a hashtag adventure, adventure folk get in touch with you. If you put a hashtag podcast or anything like that, podcast folk get in touch with you. So it's amazing. Instagram's really pushed me into new avenues and, and met. I've got great people on Instagram and in that world of adventure. I've never met them, but we support each other through Instagram and social media. And I try to find the best things in social media because it brings the best out in me. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. I absolutely agree. And for me, like that's how I've been able to grow my business. Never mind the podcast, you know, as, as a freelance dancer, you know, and having a dance troupe and doing a lot of choreography work, most of you know, my connections have came through just building my Instagram and, you know, obviously you, you go and do a job and you do it well and then people recommend you, but you'll be amazed at the connections and the friendships that you can build and the opportunities that come through, like, the, the likes of Instagram and stuff. And Instagram and the world of social media sometimes gets a bad rap, like, you know, we're all on the internet too much, but I think, obviously, in these COVID times, it's been a lifeline for so many of us to be able to continue to stay connected and keep our passions going, like podcasting. A, a mutual friend of ours is Graham Walker, The Forge. I've never met him. Yeah. He's been on my show. I've never met him. We probably communicate through likes and high fives and emojis every day, just about, because we're into the same things. And I'm passionate about the things that he promotes and the things he does and the people he's around. 
but he gives me the same support back, you know, and, and I put him on my, my new website for the new businesses. Just look, I want you there. You're, you're just, he's good vibes. He's a good guy to be around. He puts out good energy and that's what we all want. You know, if you look for the bad stuff, you'll find it. If you look for the good stuff, it, it'll come to you. And if you keep putting out good things, good people, and, and you want to surround yourself with the right stuff, that's what happens. And Graham's a guy like that. You know, I, I've got tons of people on social media. I've never met them, and it might sound weird, but in this day and age, we're, we're kind of cyborgs because we've all got a phone in our pocket. We are all we're all connected, and we're all geniuses because we've got Google in our pocket. It's you know? so true, yeah. And that's funny, like with Graham. Like, so I've known Graham for years. Like, you know, growing up and going out to the dancing and stuff, and with mutual friends, and then realised that Graham was doing the forge, and I was like. What? what's he up to and then you know you're having a look you're like geez oh, this is amazing so that's why I reached out to him like I had no idea this is what you're up to and it's lovely just to make those connections again as well as meeting like you say people over the internet that you've never actually met in real life but then they become such a support and I've been amazed at how much support I've had for the podcast people go really out their way to support what you're doing because I think like you say if you put good stuff out and you're passionate and you're positive and that you're willing to support other people and their mission then they'll do the same for you. And that's what the podcast for me is all about. It's people and their passions. I just love a good story. And if I can help somebody in any way, shape or form, I'll try. What, what were you like? What was your first show like? Disaster or was it, were you confident? Podcast. Yeah. Were you nervous or were you? Wow. So my first interview was with a young guy, Ross Baxter, who is an actor yeah, and I think I was nervous. I I definitely think I was. Um, and I think just because I have a teaching background, I'm used to going in a situation where I am uncomfortable, but I have to be the one in control. I have to look like I'm totally fine just to make the other people feel safe. So yeah, but I think I'm very much relaxed into how I want to do my podcast now. I don't, I think I was a wee bit in, uh, formal for my liking. What about you? What, who did you interview first? Well, my show, it's now called Get the Get After It podcast, but before it was called The Property Rugby Club. And I'm very much, um, if I have an idea and I think it will work, I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much do it. And I've done that and I've failed many times in business and ideas and setting stuff up and I've succeeded in some and others and things. So I had never really listened to podcasts. My, my world is property and rugby. And that's, what, that's what I really concentrated on. I'd heard about the Joe Rogan podcast. So my show started in April 2018 as the property rugby club and um i phoned a, a rugby player called scott hastings who's a, a friend of mine and i said scott would you come on a podcast and speak to me and he went yeah nashi i would and he said where are you going to do it and i said i'm going to record on my phone in my boardroom at work he said no 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 go and speak to the guys up at um the podcast studio at fair mile head keith so I googled and I found them and I said, hello, Keith, my name's Alan. Can I go in and uh, can I come in and speak to you about my idea? About four days later, I had my first show recorded. So I invited a really close friend of mine, my best mate, Neil. Um, he played rugby for Edinburgh mm-hmm. and uh, a mutual friend who's a mortgage advisor. And that was my show, Property and Rugby. I had my, all my notes, my intro, my everything was everything was scheduled i had to redo my intro in front of the two guys about four or five times because i kept mucking it up nerve-wracking calm down relax nashy all this sort of stuff but just kept turning up and kept going back and kept going property rugby property rugby and then i got a rugby player mate who'd climbed everest on called ricky monday he said i'll come on nashy but i'm not really property I said, that doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. And then I kept working away. Then more people started coming in who weren't rugby or property. Um, and I just, it grew, it, it just got a bit of uh, notoriety and people started 
coming on from all walks of life. And I would dive back into property and rugby, but then I, I realised I've got to diversify. I've got to change it. Um, and that's the thing, just being responsive to the opportunities that are showing up for you. And you're saying like, yeah, okay, I started off here, but that's not to say that that was like, you know, the wrong decision that you had to start somewhere. I am a hundred percent believer in you have got to evolve. You've got to adapt. You've got to take criticism. Don't take it personally. You know, I, I maneuver things all the time. Every day in my in my main business um, in, in Edinburgh City Centre, we have ideas every day and it's a property firm. You know, it's not, we're not, um, online designers or web or techie or trendy but every day we've got to adapt or change and in podcasting in business whatever you do you have to be able to move with the times because look at us now i'm sitting here on a podcast on on the computer in my kids playroom you know six months ago four months ago you lose track of time with with what we've been through but i never thought i'd be doing this i'd never thought i would have done stacks and stacks of podcasts like this but it this has 100 advanced my podcast by being able to get access to people. And I'd never, ever considered it before lockdown. You know, so you've got to be able to move and change and, and, and roll with the thing. Got to. And you'll have learned all those skills, you know, in your, your business, being an entrepreneur and just setting that up and establishing that and, and seeing that growing, like you're seeing developing, being responsive as things are happening. That will then be able to translate into your podcasting world and just being open to these new opportunities and experiences and when things are presented and, you know, it's not working or, you know, the technology side of things, you just have to pivot and, and make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's often, it's often very enjoyable. You know, it's often like, God, why have we not done this forever? Why did we not yeah. do this way earlier? We didn't see that coming, but we've had to react. No, definitely. And, and as I said before, I've failed at a lot of things, I failed at different businesses. And, you know, the, um, you ever used a QR code, these sort of barcodes that you can scan your phone on? Yes, I know what they are, yeah. Many years ago, I uh, set up a company called Route One Marketing with my old boss, the guy that gave me my first job in property. I stayed really close with him and we wanted to do something. Years ago, the QR code started coming out. So I, we, we kind of got a patent together or, or we got an idea together and we, we put them in my property adverts in my window of my shop, of my office. So people could come up to the window and scan my window and get all the property information on their phone. It was really quite advanced at the time. Mm. No one would take it up. No, no one had the scanners in their phones. We couldn't get it out to people. I'm just a guy that, you know, I'm, I've got an idea, try this, mm, it won't stick. And then it was one Christmas, John Lewis did their Christmas advert. And in the bottom of their um, advert, when you could start pausing TV, there was QR codes. So you could pause the TV and John Lewis brought it to production. You could get the offers there using QR codes. And then big companies started getting into QR codes. And Matthew and I were just like, ah, forget it. We can't compete there. We got into it. We enjoyed it. We learned. I, I learned about marketing I, and what I did learn there is I was walking into shops and selling myself to strangers. I was walking in and I was getting skills on, on presenting and skills on rejection. I, I used to be a clean easy guy that used to walk the streets delivering those um, magazines for all the crazy, yeah, for all the crazy, I've done it, I've done lots of stuff and failed and made, made a bit of money in it and, and think, but it was all just skills and just learning over the years and, and not... Well, the, and, and then that means that it's not a failure. It's, yeah. It didn't fail because it gave you something. Yeah. I listened to a podcast, um, How to Fail, and basically the, the host asks her guests to list what you know they would deem failures in their life. And you know it's that idea like you can't possibly succeed unless you're, you're willing to fail. And, and trying to do something, then you are going to fail, but you're going to learn. No, well, that's it, and you, you got to just keep turning up. And, and I feel as long as you learn something, a lot of many people have said it before us. But as long as you learn something, as long as you can take something good out of it, 
Um, I'm a firm believer in that. So yeah, I've tried tons of stuff, tons. But Ace Property, my, my, my business, has been the core. 15 years I've owned that company. And it's it's been hard. Within the first year, we lost a big portfolio. We lost that, but we had to start again. The credit crunch came in 2008. Now, lettings and things was okay because a lot of people that couldn't sell had to start renting out their properties. So we, we got through it. You know, there's been ups and downs and that's business, that's life. And now the pandemic's here, we're, we're evolving. You know, we have to evolve. We have to move with the times. We absolutely do. It sounds to me you've just always had that kind of get up and go, just that confidence just to, to put yourself out there and not be scared to to possibly fail. Where do you think that comes from? Was that just instilled from you, from your parents? Or is that something that you learned through your, you know, your rugby life? Because obviously all those skills, your know, team playing that all have helped him i'm sure uh, it's a mixture of things for me i think i was very lucky at a young age sort of coming out of school and into sort of employment i I've, i found there's still mentors and guys older guys that i can go to just now who have been there done it and quite often i'll get you the first guy that's had that problem you know if i think oh this isn't working for me i'll just oh no they'll just hit you with when you're the first guy get back in there go and sort it and we'll see you monday or you know that's the kind of attitude that's don't don't come to me with that I treat my kids that way I kind of go with my kids that way even at the young age that's not a problem I'm not listening to that you go and sort it go and get it yourself. you know you can climb up there go and get it and bring it to me I'm not going to get up here because you can't be bothered Hunter so I, I, a lot of the traits that I got from these guys um, I try now to instill through through my family being a dad but rugby was very good to me the fact that I captained quite a lot of teams so, I, so leadership and talking and dealing with referees and other captains and coaches and all these sorts of things. There's definite skills there that you pick up and you do see a lot of rugby players that go on to much more accomplished careers than I had that they step into different worlds after rugby and they do quite well because they've had sort of a leadership training through rugby that they maybe never appreciated or realised while they were getting it. They were just playing rugby. You make that transition, you've got a lot of transferable skills and it's having a belief that I've always had trying to get the right people around me. And, and I have no problem, and maybe it's testament to the way the podcast is, I have no problem with rejection for asking someone for their time, they saying no, and I'll move on to the next one. And that's it, it's just having that, wouldn't necessarily say it's brave, but if there's a day where I'm feeling a wee bit more gallus, then I will just send that message. You know, you're like, what's the worst that could happen? They could just say, no, thank you. Quite often people are saying no for various reasons that you aren't necessarily aware of. Maybe their own self-confidence isn't, you know, they're like, you know, it's kind of you that you think that I could come on a podcast, but actually that's like my worst nightmare because sitting talking about myself, that's not something I think I could do. And a lot of people, you put them up in a pedestal and you think, you know, they would be amazing. But to them, they're like, well, why do you want to talk to me? Yeah, well, I, I got a no this morning from Johnny Wilkinson. You know, so I've, I've got, that's the kind of guy I want on my show. He's the, he's the top of his game, or he, he was as a player. He still is one of the most respected rugby players of all time. And I've had some fantastic rugby guests on the show. But I'll email, I've got no right to get Johnny Wilkinson, World Cup winner, household name on my show. But I work on leverage, I work on who's been on the show previously, and I'll send a nice polite email. Your email, your message that you sent me, uh, is that a, is that standard? You tweak it for different people? It is pretty standard, if I'm honest, because I think it's just about writing that kind of copy of what, what yeah. the ethos of the podcast is. Like, I know what it is, it's almost like I'm selling a brand, and I'm used to doing that with my dance troupe, you know, like, I know what it is. And I'm quite set on that. I want the person to understand what the podcast is before they say yes. Yeah, and that's why I do. Like Johnny Wilkinson, I'll, I'll put down previous guests from the rugby world that I've had on. And it might just get his attention. Now, a lot of these guys don't even get to Johnny Wilkinson. I got to his, um, his, his media manager. 
this isn't something Johnny can do at the moment. He isn't doing any media just now. Maybe get in touch in the future. Fine, no problem. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for getting back to me. I go to the next one, and then I go to the next one, and oh, they said yes. Let's go. When do you want to do it? And it's that's what it is. It's keep turning, it turning up, and keep asking questions. So that was April two thousand and eighteen that you started the yeah. podcast. Fast forward to now, and you're you're hosting um, the Get After It podcast, but also you are the host of another podcast, Edinburgh Rugby's podcast, Inside yeah. the Castle. Yeah. So your transition. You know, now you've got two podcasts on the go. Yeah. You probably could never have imagined where you'd be at just like in such a short period of time. Yeah, well, the Edinburgh one's interesting because I chased that for over a year. Right. Tell us about that. Well, they didn't have a show. Scottish Rugby had a show, Glasgow had a show, and Edinburgh didn't have one. And I had my show, and a lot of the Edinburgh rugby players were coming on Nash's show. And I approached Edinburgh, and I knew, I know a lot of the rugby players. I played with a lot of them in, in years gone by, and I know some of the coaching staff and things like that. So just being a rugby fan, I go to the games and things, and it, I just knew who to speak to. I sent the emails, I would follow up, I would this, that, and the other. And then he's, he's still a mate of mine, but the, the main media guy left Edinburgh and went to another club. So I just phoned him, who do I speak to now? And he gave me the name, and that's who I went to. And I had to take that guy out for a coffee. And then went an email from me to the managing director, who are all friends now. You know, I went into the managing director and said, look, is this going to happen? Are we going to get there? I'd be delighted to host the show for you. I'm a fan, this, that, and the other. And, it, and it's transpired. And I, God, we've done several shows now. I've done most Wednesday nights during lockdown. I now do the social media content at Murrayfield on game nights. So I'm to camera interviewing players, man of the matches and stuff like that. And But it took me about a year to get that um, because I wanted it. I wanted to be around Edinburgh. As a fan, I wanted to be in the changing room. And as a fan, I wanted to be able to take my kids into the changing room and see all the players. And it, and it happened, but it took me over a year to get it. And I don't take it for granted. It's a privilege every time I'm there. And, and I absolutely love it. But God, it might stop tomorrow. You know, it might stop at the start of the season or when we go back to rugby and they might see Nashi. Um, it's, we're not going to carry on with that side of things, unfortunately. They might say that. I don't know. But the, the fun that I've had with it, it's been amazing, and I hope I do it for, for a long, long time to come. It's been brilliant. That's so inspiring that you just totally went after that. You just were like, they don't have one, they should have one, and I'm the guy that's going to make it happen, and you did. Well, yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened, um, And but I love it. But that's I'll do that all the time. I'll do that for, for other people if I see an opportunity for somebody, and I think, why is that? Why is my pal with his company not selling to them, or I'll try and find a way? And, and you see that on half of my guests. If anyone really studied, and I don't mind saying this, if anyone studies like um, the guests I've had on my show, you, you've got to find you. You maybe you'll have guests you'd love to speak to, and if you don't know and you don't have an introduction or you don't have um, a way of getting to them, you, you find your way. If I speak to them, that'll be a great show. But he knows her, and I can see their pals on Twitter, and I'm like, that might just I might be able to get that to, to there, and that I might skip that. That's how it works. It's simple. It's life, isn't it? And and sometimes it's um it's embarrassing. I mean, I got I got a no from Tom Kitchen. I'm I'm good pals with um Mark Beaumont, the adventurer. You know, Mark's Tom Kitchen's brother in law. I didn't know that. Ah, right. So there was there was an introduction. And I had said that I hadn't got to Tom a year ago when I'd asked him to come on the show. I'd got to one of his assistants. He said, Tom's not um, able to do this at this time. And I left it. That's fine. But then I just kept plugging away, plugging away. Then that opportunity, Mark said, well, you know, Tom's my brother-in-law. Would you like him? I was like, yes. So we did it like that. We did it through lockdown. Hunter, my little boy, walked into the interview and said hi to Tom on the show. Tom's got his little boys himself. And so there was a bit of Tom and Hunter chat and what a guy. It was brilliant. People are people, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Like everybody's the same. I've talked 
to so many interesting people on the podcast who have done amazing things like yourself and you know sometimes you can build somebody up and put them on a pedestal like I was saying earlier on but really people are just people and the majority of people want to help others if they can it might just be like you know right now is not possible but more often than not it, you know folk are, are wanting to help you because they can see you're passionate about something you're wanting to create something that creativity like it seems to me like as much as you've got a business and the business head is on but there's this creative side that you've obviously got that you, you need to tap into you've got a want to to create something from scratch from the ground up yeah I, I didn't know if we go on if we're talking Instagram and the things that I do there I didn't know that was in me I didn't know Instagram was around a long a lot of time and I was doing all these things before I had an Instagram account I was podcasting I was jumping in the sea I was training and all these things and we had the kids and the family and all this stuff but I didn't know that there would be interest in what I do when I started putting out there a bit more people from all over the world that that have got in touch or start following or the American guests that I've been able to get on the show because there's just been that wee bit of leverage of there's a guest I've had on hello Mr. So-and-so you do similar things would you like to come on my show? And they said yes, because they maybe looked at what I do and said, oh, this guy gets out and he gets uncomfortable and he runs and he trains and he's a family man and they can maybe relate. So putting myself out there a wee bit more and nothing too personal, just what I'm doing day to day. And it, it gets results and it gets good people in your world. It really does. And I think I grapple with that. You know, I've obviously got my own Instagram, my personal one that I've got with friends. And then I had the one for the dance troupe. The podcast, I feel like I always grapple with this idea of, is anybody actually bothered about me? You know, because I've got all these amazing guests. So sometimes when I put a picture or an insight into my world, obviously predominantly my world is dance and choreography, then sometimes I have that kind of angst with myself, like, why are you putting that on? Is that actually interesting? Does anybody need to know that? What You know, they're not really following the podcast for you, Lisa. They're following it for the guests. Is is that something that you grappled with or are you just very much just like, like this is me, I'm just putting it out there? Well, I think, I think... I certainly used to be bad for, and I've actually spoken to my wife about this recently, is I think a lot of us worry too much about other people's opinions. That we think, I'm going to put that out there. Oh, what, if, what if so-and-so or, or, or we marry or that, they think that's silly. And they, you know, I've got to the point of, I do what I do and I'll put it out there. And if I'm hanging off a tree pulling pull-ups out on the rings in my, my garden beside the rope swing, that's what I'm doing. But it's amazing that the people that I don't know that think, where'd you get the rings? How many did you do? And all these messages start coming in. You think, oh, that, that was good for somebody. Somebody got something out of that. The people that you've maybe known forever or people that you, you're worried about, think, oh, they all think that's stupid. or They never get in touch. They never speak to you. So your own mind can play real games against yourself. And I think that's something that holds a lot of people back. I've been one for just, as I say, trying. I've maybe failed or something's sort of momentum's gathered. But a lot of people will not even try because they worry about what other people think. And quite often... You even worry about, oh, your parents will say no, or your best friend. You know, I'll ask my best friend, and what will they say? And they might be the kind of person that thinks, oh, you shouldn't do that because it might make them feel bad. Oh, you're going to go and start a new business and try something really hard and and, and make, do better yourself. Why would you want to do that? You do enough already. They can just douse the spark out. They can take the, the, the hunger away from you. It happens a lot, and you see it a lot. And I've had instances like that where... I maybe shouldn't do this or I won't speak to that guy, but no, actually, I really want to speak to, to him or her or, or whoever it may be. And you got to get these negative things out your out your mind and just push on because so many people want to do stuff. So many people are stuck doing stuff they hate every day. You know, I was saying before we started recording, I, I feel like I wake up to you every morning, Nashi, chilling, should really be getting up 
on my Instagram and you're the first person usually because you've been up at the crack of dawn. You're in the sea with your beautiful dog. Then the next Instagram stories, you hanging upside down from a, from a sheet and I love it. And then it's the fire pit cooking, the black pudding and the eggs and then some other adventure that you're on. And I, and I thoroughly enjoy having that window into your life and I know that's not your entire life, obviously. But it is really, it's, it's lovely to have that window into who is Nashi and what does life look like for you and that you are juggling all of these things and it's it's doable. The thing is, it's that Instagram world and that Instagram life, isn't it? That everyone, you think, oh, it's just, it shows the good stuff. Uh-huh. But no, I'm not going to show my, my wee ones peed the bed. You know, I'm not going to show the difficulty that we go through or the the dog's been sick in the, the kitchen through the night and we walk in and it's like, oh God, what is he? Get out of here. Cooper and you know the, the nightmares you, you don't tend to record that stuff and a lot of people say oh you only show the good well not to me they don't but you hear that on Instagram they would just show the good stuff we, yeah we do we do but there's there's something to be said for showing good stuff and being positive because a lot of the world and a lot of what's going on just now is really bad it's really negative and and, and there, there's a lot of pain and suffering out there at the moment with with COVID and businesses going under and people not knowing where they're if they can pay their next rent or mortgage and all these things that's real life so I just try to keep going keep going show people but it's it's the people that get in touch that do it for me it's the people that are out there that they're maybe born nashi i'd love to come down and jump in the sea with you that's going to start we're going to start doing get after events on the beach at eight o'clock on a saturday morning we will be there if one person shows up great come in the sea we're not doing anything that people can't do just the fact that we suggest it we'll turn up people might come along and they do they come and ask and we have we have great times down here but sitting around the fire it's great, and, and a lot of people maybe don't get the chance to do it. That's what's happened with the podcast as well. A lot of businesses have got in touch, and, um, and with the website and things that I, I work with businesses now, and meat companies, and fitness, and supplement companies, and all these sorts of things. So I get to help businesses, and I find out how other businesses work as well. So there's there's lots of good if you put yourself out there. It's maybe a lot not for everybody, but for anyone listening to this, if you just if you always wanted to do something or you wanted to try, go and try it, or find somebody that that does it does what you want to do or if you follow someone on a social media site and you like what they do contact them because it's amazing mm. people get back in touch and say thanks for getting in touch with me how, how are you what, what do you want help with people are people are willing to help if you just ask yeah they are you're, you're spot on and you know i am a person who's always willing to help like i've helped two people on lockdown start their own podcasts just because I, you know they, they said oh i'd love to do a podcast and i was like do it like i've done it this is how I did it. Let's do a wee Zoom for an hour and I'll just talk you through how I do it. It might not be the best way. It might not be the right way, but it's the way I'm doing it. It's working for me. So I'll tell you how I do it. And then that's maybe just a way in. It saves you having to Google it all. You know, I would help somebody out and I, and I frequently do. So then why not then ask somebody else for help? But I think sometimes it's just that idea of, oh no, but you don't want to bother people. And you're like, no, just put yourself out there. Usually people will help if they can. Oh, come on. I saw your tweet yesterday and I retweeted it. You're, Thank you're, you. For that. You're welcome. You're, you're looking for opportunities and hosting. And what's your plan? You know, I work in the arts. Um, I'm freelance, have been for many years. I choreograph, I teach dance and I have a dance troupe. So it's kind of three strands to, to my work. And all of those have came to a grinding halt pretty much on lockdown. I've always been a bit of a multi-hyphenate in terms of what I enjoy doing. You know, music was my life for a long time. I also did an English degree, so I, I do a fair amount of writing. Actually, the podcast started life as a, a blog. So, yes, yeah, so I feel like I've always been someone who is quite happy to have a go at things. But prior to lockdown, anyway, I was kind of thinking, you know, I'd like to maybe go into radio or broadcasting or even just hosting live events. I do a fair bit 
you know, with my dance troupe. So then lockdown happened, you know, and I'm like, well, you've got this time. You might not be making any money, but time, which I don't get a lot of when I'm working and you're working for yourself. I could be away all day and all night if I'm working on three jobs in the one day. So I've just been using this time to try and reach out, develop the podcast, obviously, and just see what other opportunities are there just to, to basically blather because, you, as you can tell, I like to talk. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. But w- what we can do after this is on my website, I've got an ambassador section. You could go in the lifestyle section. Tell me about this website. I mean, it's beautiful. You've done an amazing job of it. What was the thinking behind building the website? So you've got the podcast and it's been going for some time. You've got amazing guests. You've had some seriously awesome guests and great chats. Was it always your idea to develop, get after it? I think because it can complement what I do as as my main job is the the thing that keeps a roof over our head is that the I can I can do the, the get after it adventures and podcasting I can do it around rent renting and selling property the website had been something I'd, I'd planned on doing for a long time I needed a platform and a website that I can completely control something that I can change if something happens tonight that I do a podcast and upload it I can change it myself and it's there. I don't send an email on a week later or it's then on the website. So Squarespace is where I went. I went to Squarespace and I know about Squarespace through the Joe Rogan podcast. I liked his website. So I found a Squarespace developer in Edinburgh and they built the, the wireframe or the, the background to it for me. And Abby and I, we spent the whole of lockdown putting our information on, uploading every podcast, doing all the pictures, doing all the bits and pieces with the, the background help from the company. And we've now got a website and, and a business out of it that hosts the show there are partners, and they're all the brands that I mentioned earlier. There, I've got four themes that run through the website and the podcast, really, which are adventure, lifestyle, sport, and corporate. And I've got businesses and brands on the website that kindly offer discounts to anyone that comes to the website. They're usually from Instagram followers and things like that, but there's discounts there for awesome brands. And the third thing it does is um, ambassadors. Because a lot of the guys that have been on my show, whether they're adventurers or rugby players or things like that, like you see, all their work dried up. You know, there's no events to go and speak at. There's no adventures to go and everyone's at home. And I thought, well, I've got a platform here through the podcast to give these guys, I don't know, just a, a hand and a bit of help that I can maybe. So it's, it's kind of a booking agency and there's just some awesome people on there, adventures, corporate guys and girls and, and all sorts. A lot of them are friends of mine. It's a good group of people. If all those people got in one room, the chat would be awesome. The entrepreneurial spirit would be brilliant. The adventures, the friendships that would be discussed would be incredible. And so that's why on the pod, on the site as well, we've got an event section because I want to go and host an event with an international rugby player on the night that Scotland play the All Blacks. And I want to host that and I get after event. And it's not something that's just in my mind. I just want to make that happen. And one day I'll say, I mean, I've had Sean Fitzpatrick on the show, the All Blacks captain, and I'm, I know Gavin Hastings. Wouldn't my dream be to have an event where I have Gavin and Sean as the main guests I host it, I interview them live on stage, and tomorrow the All Blacks play Scotland at Murrayfield. That is something I want to do. So I'll try and make it happen. And putting the website together and putting the podcast on the website, and it's been live for eight days. I think I've got three new rugby players coming on soon. Graham Easton's coming on as an event host. The people that have got in touch have been, it's been fantastic. And it's, it's, it just gives me a focus for the podcast that we've got the website now. And it's been a, it's, it's been a journey. First thing Abby and I have done together. Tell me about this, because I feel like, a window into your life again through Instagram. It, I feel like you guys are just like a total unit as a family. It's clear that you do a lot as a family, but you obviously have your own interests as well and your own kind of goals. But it's lovely to see that you obviously have 
common interests for your kids. Obviously, you, you guys are doing your thing, which I think is really important for kids to see that their parents have their own interests, they have their own goals. Everything doesn't just stop because you've had kids. That's something huge. I say that a lot, and that's really accurate. What you said there is that our lives can't stop because we have kids. You know, we've still got a lot of living to do. So, grannies and granddads do get called upon, and favors are asked just to get time with Abby and adventures. And Abby was out swimming. She, she ran ran last night and swam in the beach down at the beach at Gullen. And I looked after the kids. And next Monday night, I've got an adventure planned. So we just plan. We look at diaries. We work each, work for each other. If you believe it or not, I, I have to slow Abby down. She's the trailblazer in this. She's non-stop. Did you not buy her like an entry to a marathon or something for like an anniversary? And I thought, oh my god, if my husband bought that, I'd be like, do you know me? Yeah, that's exactly right for our for our anniversary. And oh God, I can't remember which one it was, but you give her an envelope and she thought it was a car or something. It was an entry to a um, a rat race ultra marathon. I, I entered as well, so we both did it on the same day, and it was a great day. But I videoed it and shared it and stuff like that so it's slightly unusual the, the good the good end to it is though for my last birthday in january she got me an entry to a triathlon and it got cancelled because of the pandemic perfect cycling and running i can do and i can get through it and um, swimming's not my strong point um I, I don't know could i grind through it probably with the adrenaline or the the heat of the day with all the other um athletes and competitors there but no it was certainly uh it was a shock to her, but we got we both got round it. It was the Edinburgh Ultra Marathon. It was thirty five miles, fifty k, and we loved it, and it was great, and it was good. And after, but it's, it's getting through it. It's something you think, God, how this is going to be brutal. It's when you cross that line, the feeling you never regret it. You never regret a training session. You never regret something you achieve that you work hard for. And it's it's something we Abby and I just keep turning up to. You know, you just got to keep trying. I mean, I use this word a lot on the podcast, but it is super inspiring to see. You do all these things and like just what you've said in the podcast tonight has helped me massively because I think I'm just in this kind of state of, you know, limbo, obviously. You know, I love what I do for a living, but I have wanted to branch out and the podcast was a passion project and still is, doesn't make it me any money. But just the prospect of being able to to connect with other people and do something else that is creative um, is important to me, but just you saying like, just do it, just give it a go or, you know, putting yourself out there, the idea like you want to have events get after the events and stuff and I'm like yeah for a long time like the thought of having the Brave clan in one room like actually somebody who was on the podcast was like you need to get all your guests in one room because I need to speak to them because she'd listened to a podcast with somebody else and she was like I need to meet that person so could you just make it happen I was like right okay no problem I'll try and figure that out <laughs> well, well but but why don't you just get them all on a zoom call I know that would be some some zoom call I'll tell you it would be and do it and if only 10 of them turn up, it's 10 folk that all know you. They'll all turn up because they like you and they love what you're doing. And, you know, you might just have a giggle for for 30 minutes, but you record it. You tell them you're all going to record it and you might get an awesome podcast out of it. And at the end of that 30 minutes, what's the worst that happened? you got to catch up and a wave to all your pals on Zoom. It's so true. I mean, even doing the lives on Instagram, I've been catching up with some guests. There are so many people out there that have been totally affected, their business, their livelihood, their passions have been affected by COVID, like like us all. And that was just a means to, to try and spread the word about how amazing they are, because everybody that's been on the podcast, you'll be the same. You're just in awe of what they've been able to do and achieve and ch- you know challenge themselves. Chatting and connecting with people, there's nothing better, in yeah. my opinion. But, but that's my thing. What I do is I keep busy. I keep busy. I, I'm not the, the people I speak to are the, they are the inspirations. They are the Everest summiteers, the the UFC fighters, the international rugby players. That they're, they're they're the real deal. 
and mm-hmm. I as a, a business owner, dad and, and podcaster, however you look at what I do, I want to be around them because if I if I get in their world, something will rub off and it's any walk of life. It's like we talked about mentors earlier. Today, I released a show with Jake Humphrey, the TV presenter, BBC Sport, Formula One presenter. Now, followed him for years. How am I going to get a guy like that on the show? He's a household name in the rights. If you're a Formula One house or a football house, you'll know who Jake Humphrey is and you'll recognize his voice. But I knew how to get to him and I'd never asked the question. And it was he's got his own podcast. He does it with a guy called Damien Hughes, who's a professor. Last week, I asked him to come on the Edinburgh show. And I said, any chance of an introduction to Jake? Within four days, I'd done the interview with Jake. Because if I can speak to Jake Humphrey, who is at the top of his game, a little bit of that will rub off me in presenting. A little bit. And that's that's all we can can do. And, I, and I'm just, I just like keeping busy. Whether I'm running down to the beach or I'm out with the dog or training in the garden or the kids or, or whatever is going on, we've got one shot at this. You know, I was looking around here. For, I've got a sign somewhere that says, give it your best because we don't get out alive. You know, we might as well. But what, what lockdown... I've, I've seen a bit of this. It, it's changed a lot of people's outlook. For me personally, I now have to, I'm at home every Tuesday now. For 15 years, I've worked every day in my business and it's just been the way. It's not a nine to five job at what I do. It's, it's getting, it's that boiler's broken down that, you know, you've just got to be on call. And fortunately I've got an awesome team and they take a lot of the, the weight of that. Um, and I have to, to lead the company in other ways. But now I have a Tuesday at home uh, with my kids. So every Tuesday I'm on Zoom calls with the kids and, and things like that and running the business from home. But I now get more time with my kids through pandemic. If this hadn't hit, little things wouldn't have changed. And I've just had, I was home for sort of nine solid weeks with my kids every day, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Now it had its rough days and it was not happy all the time. It wasn't a happy house all the time. It wasn't. It was a struggle some days. So Abby was doing what she does through work and I was doing what I was trying to do, but I was around the kids more. And my God, I might never get that opportunity again. I don't know when that'll happen. So it's trying to hold on to these little things that were actually as hard as lockdown is and hard as hard a place as the world is just now. Try to hold on to these little things that were actually quite good. Find the best out of what's happened through the pandemic and the lockdown and and try to change little habits and just make the best of it. Do you have things within your day that you're like, that is a must have just for me to be able to function the best I can be? Is it like a jump in the sea is it that I take 15 minutes to read or do meditate or that you have to be physically active every day? Is there just like certain markers that just you feel that make your day the best it can be? Physical activity is is the one. Abby, Abby knows to throw me out of the house sometimes. In the, last night at 10 o'clock, I was in the seat. Like one of the wins. <laughs> yeah, go, go outside and come back later or whatever. But even last night is a prime example that a tough day at work and the kids, you, you bang, next thing, next thing, next thing. And I'm moping about and I'm grumpy. And she said, off you get outside. And at 10 o'clock I was in the sea and then I made a video hanging, as we talked about, hanging from the trees and doing pull-ups and all that sort of stuff. And I came back in. She was like, you all right? I said, yeah, fine. That's what I need. And that's why I do try to go out in the morning. But I tell you, it's something else that people go to the gym before work. People go to the gym after work and whatever you do it. But a lot of the time when I train in the morning, it sets you up for the day. Everything feels strong. Everything feels good. Your shoulders are back. You walk into work or you do this, that, and that, and you've trained in the morning. You do. You feel better. There's, there's no doubt about it. It's just the getting out and doing it, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting out and doing it. Um, and I'm not, I used to be in the gyms a lot. I used to do all that. I'm now firmly an outdoor trainer and I am flipping tires. And uh, a really exciting thing during lockdown was we've got gardeners that live across the uh, across the road. And they said, Nashi, uh, 
we're, we're working on this guy's farm. He's got lots of big tractor tires. Do you want one? I would say, yes, boys. Go down the, I've got a massive tire in the front garden just for flipping. You know, that's, that's one of my toys. And do you feel like becoming a dad has transformed you into this version of yourself that you're now kind of living? What was it about becoming a dad that kind of sealed what was important in your life? Be, being the best thing about being a dad is they, they want to copy what we do. So Abby and I, if we're, if we're out exercising, the kids were swimming in the sea this morning, you know, and that's because Abby took them down and, and, and friends were there and they, they want to come. And that, that's why I say I get up early because sometimes I love them a bit, but they're not as fast as me. I'm trying to train here. You're, you're, come on, keep coming. But no, being, being a dad, it's, it has changed a lot. Um, it, it changed a lot with alcohol for me. Coming, th- coming through rugby, um, there is an alcohol culture. You know, there is the bus home, the team, and I was right in it and I loved it. And we did a lot of drinking, but I'd say and now I've probably not, be had, I've not had a hangover for about two years. I never relied on alcohol or anything like that. I never had a problem, but it was always part of the world in my life, in my world. Completely changed. And because I've said it on shows before, you'd have the zoo booked on Sunday. Daddy's hanging. Can he go to the zoo? Been there, done it. Been And it's not fair on the kids. So now if you see the videos we put out and the fun that we have, and um, it's rare. If I, if I have a drink, it's because the next day is planned or the kids are away, Abby's away or they're at granny and granddad's and I've got a big event to go to or something and I will have a, a couple of drinks. But that's one thing the kids did that sort of gave me a sort of fresh start to say, no, this is different now. I'm on a new stage of my life. But with so much life ahead of us, at 36-year-old, I'm not going to stop doing the stuff that I really love. I'm just going to take the kids with me. And Abby's the same. You know, like you say, it's a juggling act and it's not always plain sailing, I would imagine. You know, I'm talking from experience, don't have kids, but you can make all the excuses to yourself in the world. But if you want to live the life that you love, as well as being a dad, as well as being a husband, as well as being a property owner, business owner, all of that, then yeah, you need to put the graft in. You need to get up and get yourself moving. You need to just do the work, but the payback is just amazing. But if our kids see us working now, it'll be, it becomes natural for them to say dad let's go outside let's do this if they see us lying on the couch which we do it we watch movies and i love movies and chocolate and i've got all these quirks and things that are you know love it but it's there's a time and a place and if the kids see us on the couch all the time that's what they'll think i'll just do that and i'm back i am on instagram my phone's there we are on our phones a lot but who isn't and you think oh he's on the phone again everyone is Let's not let's not be silly here. You know, most folk are on Instagram. I look at Instagram is is pretty much purely business. The social media stuff that I do, it's it's a lot of it's business. You'll see me tagging businesses, promoting businesses. Any video I do, I'm tagging in brands and corporate things because I want to work with these awesome people. I want to get a piece of their world, you know. And that's not money. I've never made a penny out of podcasting. It's a pure passion, and that turns into Instagram where I want to work with. Why can't I go and work with? amazing brands and van Van gogh is a company and adventure firm that i now an ambassador for for doing all the family stuff and running about and adventures and what what a great conversation i had with them and they're now on my website so we try to help each other i'll tell you a funny one i had a a meeting with on zoom and during lockdown with red bull and because of the adventure stuff and all these sorts of things and it went very well but through my podcast the great thing about my show and your show as well i can speak to anybody there is no media firm saying, mm, actually, he's a bit edgy or she's not quite right for the show. I can speak to whoever I want, do whatever I want, complete control. So Red Bull, fair play to them, they won't touch Bloodsport 
and I've got UFC fighters and things like that, and or military, and I've got a lot of SAS guys and um, American snipers and things like that. So they said they were very polite, but they said, "Look, actually, we're going to send you, we're going to send you Red Bull. We'll, we'll get you stocked up." And I was like, "All right, cool. That's nice." Yeah. So th- so it arrived, and we got stacks of it. Now I used to during the rugby, vodka and Red Bull was the go-to, and I would not have a problem with it. I had one can of Red Bull, and my head was burping. Okay. Red Bull, I feel you've got enough energy. The funny thing is, though, my my middle child Hunter, he he's his habit is getting up in the middle of the night and coming downstairs. So he's trying to get to the Red Bull. So it become it becomes a hide the Red Bull in our house. So they're all gone now. They've all been given away to friends, family, and things like that. But it's funny that the kids they just oh, daddy had a drink of that. I wonder what it's like. You come to what were you looking for? The, the fizzy juice. God, I've not had a Red Bull in years, and it hit me like a hit me like a bullet. That's amazing. I love that. And they'll just have their own wee personalities that you'll just be seeing flourish all the time, which is just exciting. Like you're saying, like getting to like late thirties, heading towards forty, it's like time to just like kind of settle into things. And you're like, no, you're like the opposite. You're like, what can we get up to next? And I think that is super well, important. We've got a choice. Everyone's got a choice. You can get up or not, and or you can train or not, or you can. And it's not for everybody. This is what I do, and what a lot of the people I want to be around do is, isn't for everybody, and that's fine. But it's, it's for the folk that, that want to, but they just don't think they can. Everyone can. Everyone can change. All the evidence is out there if you're willing to just give it a shot. And it's easy to give it a shot than quit. So if you can get over that first bit of fitness or walking or, or if you want to be better at golf, just start making time to play golf more. Like the time you spend questioning something or, or convincing yourself it's a bad idea, you could have been doing it. Yeah, and, and like blogging's a good one. Blogging obviously is still out there and a lot of people think no one's going to read it. Well, how do you know unless you write it? You know, I had all these blog posts from when the, the podcast was a blog and I thought they're away out of the ether. Nobody knows really they exist. So just kind of had a look at them, refreshed them, kind of updated them for, for now because, I mean, that was, what, 2017? And it was really nice just to have that time to write. And people have, like, read them and sent me messages saying that was really helpful or just stuff to do with being creative and working in the industry and different things and I'm like yeah just put it out and you just never know if you like writing though and don't don't worry if anyone reads it I often go to the sea without my phone you know or, and don't record it it's for me I it's me that physically gets the re, I call it my recharge and when we've got a group here they're called the salty seals and when you know we, we run down to the sea and there'll, there'll be a, there's a Facebook group and someone will say I'll be in at six o'clock this morning we meet at the gate of the golf club and we run across and we go in the sea and there's a really good community quite often it's it's you're training in the garden it's for me you know but it's the way the world is now for content and to to, to get the right people around you you put out something you'll tag it you'll hashtag it and things like that and you see who comes and likes it and you say oh that's an interesting business i'm going to introduce myself to them and oh that'd be a great podcast guest so that's it so not it's not all about so for people that want to start that blog or start that podcast it isn't don't worry about who listens yeah you, know, if you want to do it go and do it and see, see what happens and like that, even with, with this podcast, I've only ever approached people that I do want to speak to, not because I think it will be great for the podcast, it will get X amount of listens. That's because none of that's guaranteed and none of that really means anything anyway. If it's a genuine conversation because you are passionate about what that person does and you want to know more about their story, then it will fly, it will do well for you, you will enjoy that conversation. And every podcast I do, I'm like, if nobody listens to this, I've had a lovely time. Yeah, that's it. Can I just say, 
for the record, like you have totally like cheered me up tonight, like just talking to you, Nashi, and you've totally made give me that wee extra boost that I was needing because it's peaks and troughs all the time with especially in these times and I'm currently not earning and my industry looks like it's going to take a long while to come back and it's like you know you just need these wee boosts and you've definitely boosted me so thank you but, but you've you've never stopped I know I know that, that your your career and, and income has maybe stopped but I, I watch what you do and I follow you and you're constantly grafting and maybe right now is not the time that the money comes in, or maybe through your podcast isn't the time, but this work you're putting in now through the Bra and the Brave and every, everyone you're reaching out to, you don't know who's listening, and you don't know in a year's time. You could say, you've been doing this for three years, I've listened to all your shows, here's an opportunity for you. So if you quit now, you might never know what was going to come. You know? okay. So if, if we, we all have that mentality of quitting, because oh, no one's paying attention, no one's listening, just keep going if you love it. Millions of people that have got to where they want, they, we look at them and they live their dream life. They went through so much shit. And a podcast I listened to recently was Kelly Holmes, Dame Kelly Holmes, the runner. And everyone knows that she won two golds. If you listen to the show I listened to and what she went through to get over the line twice in 800 meters and the 1500 meters, and that's what we remember, you know, yeah. this the struggle that she went through, the injuries, the pain, the torture. You forget all that until you actually listen to her and say, Jesus, imagine she just quit. Yeah, you don't document the dog being sick in the kitchen and the kids yeah. playing up. But it happens, yeah. <laughs> you know. Life happens. It's it's you're you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. And um, I get so much joy out of doing this. And it, it you know it is my go to. It's my favourite phrase to say. This one time on a podcast, <laughs> my friends must be sick of it. But it's, it's funny. I mean, I, I had a real change. A lot of a lot of people I know I'm close to would never talk about the podcast. They never bring it up. They never this, that, and the other. And it's my parents didn't understand it. You know, they, not, not a great interest in it. Then I started saying, like, Dad, do you know how? Do you know how to listen to a podcast? No, son, not interested. So well, here, I'm going to play. And he's like, oh, who's that? And it's a famous rugby player that he knows. He's like, how did you speak to him? I say, Dad, just, just take your time. P- people get more interested with just more time, and it becomes it becomes part of you. And it becomes well, if you speak to me, you're going to hear about conversations I had or motivation I got from a certain person and a lot of the time in my shows because I interview people from all over the world and in America there's one one example was a guy Pat McNamara he's a former um, special forces guy and I I followed him for ages and he's an outdoor trainer and I thought I'll never get him he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast he's been that kind of guest he's at that level hundreds of thousands of followers I'll never get him and he came back and went rock and roll let's do it so we got him, and it was 10 o'clock one night through American time zones and all that sort of stuff. And it was me and my producer, Keith, were sitting on Zoom like this. 10 o'clock comes, nothing. We ended up doing it at midnight because Pat just emailed me at midnight saying, hi, Nashi, forgot all about it. So I'm phoning Keith. Keith, get up. We're doing it now. Because I just I just stayed up wondering, I might get an email. And I did. I literally did that, and I got the interview. And that led me on to my next guy in the, the sniper that I got that I'd been wanting for ages. I don't know, just don't give up. Just keep going, and, and and I know it's hard, and just get after it. That's that's the motto, isn't it? Just just get after it, and and just keep yeah, keep turning up. It's all we can do. I mean, there'll be so many things that I guess on that list that you'll just be adding to the people that you want to speak to, the opportunities that you want to embrace. Are there certain things that you would quite like to get involved in? Um, the, the event side of things, I, I I like it. The the stuff I do with Edinburgh Rugby has given me the confidence to st- to stand in that clubhouse. I've done it at my side for my, my, my club, Watsonians, and I've, I've announced at the side of the pitch and things, and that's Watsonians, and that's a couple of hundred people. When you get to Edinburgh, and there's thousands of people, it's, it's a level up. 
so it's the first ones weren't good. I did one. I did one talk where I, I called a, I called an Edinburgh player. It was a George Taylor. I called him George Turner, and George Turner plays for Glasgow. You just can't do it, you know. But everyone burst out laughing. I was like, oh, these are one of these. Are, that's one of the things you just learn. You got a name wrong. But, but that's it. And what you say, there's are things I want to do. Events definitely, but it's, if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. Podcasting is what I really love. And I don't know where it'll take me. I am. I say I've not made a penny. I am in a in a in an area now where I might. I am. I've got it on my website looking for sponsorship and things like that. I want to work with brands. I want to get it to a level and then really push it on. And I'm I'm quite excited by the possibilities. You know, I, like I say, you and I were we're not brought to you by Radio Scotland or BBC or anything like that. We're just a couple of folk that had an idea and we we love it and we keep going. And who knows where it'll end up? When I got the Edinburgh gig. I immediately phoned Keith, my producer, and I said, Keith, who do we know that can media train me? And he said, what? I said, I need, I'm, I'm going to get this gig. I'm going to be on the podcast at 4th One Studios recording this show, hosting it, doing it. I mean, Keith, I need, he's like, what? And actually, they want you because of you. Mm. They, they, they have identified you because you what you do they like. So don't go, yeah, of course. And don't go and get trained or don't go and get any special skills. Just be you. And I, I didn't see that. It's the wood from the tree. I could, oh no, God, I've got this gig now. I need to change. And no, well, people buy people. Do you know what I mean? Like as much as it's important that, you know, you've got skills and training and you're always developing yourself and whatever your career is, whatever your passion is, essentially you're going to get in the door because of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've done. People warm to you. You've got a great energy about you. I mean, I literally wrote on my notes, force of nature. <laughs> right. And I genuinely mean that. I think the passion is oozing out you, and that comes across in your podcast. It comes across in your content, and you're being authentically yourself. I, I mean, I just know that you will totally soar, and you'll just continue to to do great stuff. Well, thanks. And but straight back at you, you're you're paving a way, and you're getting guests, and you're, you. I keep saying, I repeat myself, like you're turning up. What guests are you after? I don't know. Actually, I don't have anybody. You know, I've asked some people and we're, we're, we're kind of talking about it and hopefully it's going to happen. But I think I'm just very reactive to to people that I'm meeting that are on the pod- podcast and then they maybe suggest something. I've had that as well. I actually contacted a lot of people that have been on the podcast previously just to say, you know, if you know any bra bags, basically anybody, you know what the podcast is like, you know what the process is. If you've got a mate that you think would be, you know, suitable, that would be interested you know, same with their, their their page or their you know their details. I'll check them out first. I, I like to kind of go in there myself to make sure it's right for the podcast kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, like obviously, Billy Connolly would be tremendous. Yeah, I've actually met him before. Really? Yeah. Really? Um, so my dance troupe, we were we supported the STV appeal, and they were having a dance marathon. And we were going along to teach a Lindy Hop class. So we were in, I think it was the Hilton in Glasgow. And Pamela, his wife, was taking part in this dance marathon. So we're like, oh, cool. And there was loads of Scottish kind of celebs and stuff. And then all of a sudden, I just turned around and I was like, Billy Connolly's in the room. And he was just standing at the door watching Pamela dance. So he wasn't there to be part of the event. So all the kids were like, who's that? I mean, none of the Waynes knew who Billy Connolly was. There were two of me. Obviously, we're in costume. Being in costume helps. I will say. People are like, what are you wearing? Why are you wearing that? So yeah, he just was like, how are you doing, girls? And we chatted away. We spoke about, um, so we were kind of doing the 40s thing. So he told me that Pamela had a record from the 1940s to do with venereal disease. It's like a kind of public service announcement type record. And he was like, ask him, ask him about it. I was like, I'm not going to ask him. (laughs) 
about a record about PD. <laughs> yeah, and then I went to take the class and I stood up on the, the, the stage and I looked down and he was taking part. Awesome. Awesome. It's, I mean, that's what you mean. I mean he's, he's worldly renowned, but he's just turned up and gets involved. And I had um, a guy, uh, Gerard, uh, I think Gerard M. Burns, the artist, Scottish artist, who's done Billy's portrait several times. I had him on the show, his Billy stories. And that's the thing. If there's any guests that I've had that you want an introduction to and things like that, just just ask. Just let me know. But, but, but guys like Gerard, um, his Billy Connolly stories are incredible because he's, he's sat and painted them. You know, he's he's had he's got the relationship. Bobby, do you have like a list of people you're like, I am going to get you? Um. Oh, I mean, if you shoot for the stars, there's guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. There's there's guys. Why why not? I don't know how I'm going to get there. I, you can't just send these guys an email. You just well, you can. But who knows? I mean, I I have my route. You know, they say about how close can you be to the president if you think I know him. I don't know. I'm learning this in the podcast. There's so many people that are connected if you just ask the question. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're brave enough to ask the question and, and you're brave enough to accept, you would probably get a no. But every now and again, you get a yes. But guys like that, I grew up with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, these movie stars, these heroes of mine as I was growing up. They're still out there and they've still got great stories to tell. To me, they look untouchable and you can't get to them, but you just don't know. There's people I've had on the show that I never, ever thought I would get to. And it's been fantastic. You don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, yeah. He'd he'd probably be my just because he was my hero growing up, Schwarzenegger. It's what they went through in the dark, dark times, and the a lot of them suffer with depression. And I'm quitting. And Kelly Holmes talks about that she was in a a bathroom. She became a self harmer. You know, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know the struggle and that what she had to fight through to get on that track when she just didn't want to be there. That's the joy of podcasts because it's just that open conversation and that long form conversation. It's not just a snappy interview where you're getting the highlights real. And I think like you were saying earlier on, it's important to be open and honest that, you know, it's not a linear path and things don't always go your way. And you were saying, you know, I failed at this and I failed at that, but you tried and you got up and you tried again. And that's important for people to hear that it's not all just all singing, all dancing all of the time. Um, and yeah, Instagram might be a highlight reel, but that is, that that's inspiring. It's great. To, to see people doing well, but I think that's the joy of podcast for me because you really get the full the full story. Yeah, and, and why can't it be us? You know, these people that do put a lot of work in, and and, and a lot of people look at the thing, oh, okay, good for them. It can't be me. I can't do that. But why can't it be us in our sort of world? Or if we try hard enough, or keep giving it a shot, we're we're all capable of doing something. Maybe some people don't want that, and they just want to go through life, and that's fine. That's cool. But others really do, and they'll always look back and think, I wish I'd even just given it a shot. But I didn't, and you, it's that Michael Jordan, you, you'll always, uh, was it? You'll always miss or regret the shots you don't take. I'm, I am just a guy that thinks I'm just going to have a shot. I am, I am very aware that I'm on my journey, and I've said to Abby, and you know, I write things down to the point of, to the point of maybe one day I'll get asked to go on a podcast, and, and I'm here, and I've, this is my second one I've ever done as a guest. I'm certainly more comfortable as the interviewer. This has been fantastic, but there's, I can feel I want to ask you more than I want to answer questions. It's only how that dynamic works. But it's it's very much that there's so many people out there that I respect and I think like Scott Mina, we've both had Scott Mina on the show. I get inspired every thing he does because he's just an animal in fitness. He's just a he's headstrong, fit as a fiddle. But a lot of people will look at that and obviously um, with his injuries and what he's in now, he, he, that's his path. But he has never stopped. He has never thought, oh, that's me. Look what happened to me. It's like, what's next? Let's go. I'm, I'm going to go and do that. I'm going to go and get after it. 
what an, what a story and just such a lovely person. Yeah, and it's, it's getting around these people, you know, and I'm going to train with him. He, he wants to come to mine and get in the sea and we'll cook on the fire afterwards and we'll do that and one day it'll happen. Well, you're, make, you're making it happen. You're absolutely making it happen, Nashi. I'm going to jump you on to the, the thingamabobs. Now, this is like a key feature of the podcast where I like to ask my guests some random questions. So there's like 70 odds, but I've selected a few for you. Um, I'm not sure if you use music a lot in your workouts, but what would be your workout anthem if you could only listen to one song to like totally motivate you? Um, it's kind of our family song that the kids all um, listen to. It's Imagine Dragons Thunder. You know that one? Because mm-hmm. it's such a big, heavy start. And it's quite mo- motivating, the words in it. And I'm not going to sing for you, but it says something like, um, it's, it's like I'm on the, I don't know, he, the, the singer, or whatever the story is, that he's now on the stage and you're still in the stand. He, the guy tried. And he got to where he was wanting to be. It's a really motivating song if you listen to it, and it's and it's loud and it's noisy. And as soon as we put that on the car, all three of them start singing it. So that's kind of a go-to. But I do love ACDC and rock and roll and all that. I grew up with Queen and Freddie Mercury. Um, that was always on in Dad's car and stuff like that. So the older stuff, I have no idea what's going on these days. Absolutely no idea. I don't know if Justin Bieber's still at number one or or who, or who it is now. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, working with young people, they're like, how come you always like make us dance to old music? I'm like, the old ones are the best ones. That's true, yeah. Um, okay, here you go. Who would be your three dinner party guests? Uh, uh, Schwarzenegger would be one of them. He's up there for his stories and just his career and what, what he's achieved from just being a kid in Austria to set his mind on things and want to be the world champion bodybuilder and he did it, you know, going to marry American royalty, he did it. <laughs> And then be the number one action hero in the whole world. He did it, you know. I'm, I'm intrigued by, there's a rugby player, Richie McCall, who's All Blacks captain, one of the greatest All Blacks of all time. And I'm such a big rugby fan, but just the way he played the game and the way he operated and he, he wasn't a flashy player. He was he's just a grafter. He just put the work in. He was durable. And um, uh, who's the third one? No, no. It, for, for me, it would be kind of the, a, a couple of untouchable people and it would probably be Freddie Mercury being there. I mean, I've watched the movie, I, I love the songs and things, but to do what he did at Live Aid, you know, and have so many people in the palm of his hand and for his own band to be looking at him going, oh my God, <laughs> what is this guy doing? Just an incredible guy. And in his journey through life, you know, there was nothing going to stop him and he was Freddie. He was Freddie Mercury all the time. There, there wasn't, maybe there was a different guy behind the scenes, but his persona on stage and the way he could control a, a crowd was mm. incredible. So there's the three guys there, obviously, that two of them quite alpha. You know, they're quite um, in Richie McCaw and Arnold Schwarzenegger, but guys like that is I've followed for many, many years and, and they inspire me. Love it. Love it. Um, do you want a really philosophical one? You can try me. <laughs> what does the world need more of? Well, can I tell you what it needs less of. For kids, it needs less uh, participation badges and things like that. I, I just and that might not strike a chord or be popular with a lot of people, but even just with my kids and what I see is, and I, and I and I am around through tenants and students and things. A lot of people are growing up; they've never dealt with failure. They've never dealt with people saying no or do it yourself or um, being able to tackle things that are maybe out with things that have always been done for them. Um, so I'm quite a big believer in that, that we need to we need to look after our kids and the future generations and, and keep them on the right paths as much as we can and make them do their own stuff. You know? Yeah, that resilience, yeah, it's very, really important. It's a, a life skill that we, we all need to 
to learn that we're losing we're, we're, we're losing it and it's it's and you see little pockets of of um society where people are not tough on kids or things but just make them make them do their own stuff and make them make mistakes and let them fall over and let them get mm. dirty and not hurt but you know if they hurt them they won't do it again or they'll learn that was that was bad that time and it will just keep with them like, when they grow up you know yeah i don't know i could go down a rant there i could go down a rabbit hole on things that have things i've experienced that don't know how to change a light bulb and just the little things from basic skills that have always been done to them to actually just no that that's not the, that's not allowed you can't just quit keep trying and if you keep trying and you keep failing maybe you got to try a different path or something but i don't know there's a lot of oh, well done for trying my kids they once went to a football event and they cried they never went on the pitch it was the first try it was a trial and they never went on and at the end they were going to get all the trophies every other kid played every other kid tried i took my kids away i took them away crying and screaming abby was mortified and i'm still friends with the coaches and the boys play football now and all this that and the other but they did not deserve it i wasn't going to allow it you know and fair play the coaches it was good of them and come on guys come and get your trophy i said no I'm just going to go away now. We're just going to take the kids. So that's something that I'm a big believer in. What We need to just be straight and fair with our kids just to bring them up the right way and so that they're prepared for life. They're prepared yeah. for the hard stuff that's going to come. Your question was, it was what does the world need more of? I think just helping each other. We do all help each other. You know, we, we do help in things, but there's often a lot more people could do. And there's often a lot of times where someone just needs to, pick up the phone or make one introduction or you could just help someone you could really get someone going there is a culture of um i'll just keep quiet and they might fail there's no big secret (laughs) just if you know something just tell somebody else it might help them great we'll all be we'll all be happy and it'll come back to you if you help it'll come back to you i won't won't go and ask the person that didn't help me or if they come to me down the line i will actually still help them you know i I do try that i do you know i promote i I help i talk i invite and all these sorts of things and i try to do that because it usually comes back in spades it does so we can all help each other if you ever need my help just give me a shout thank you if you ever need a dance lesson i'm here for you yeah i'm not a good dancer definitely not a good dancer. (laughs) and the last one that i ask everybody in the podcast is what is your favorite scottish word or phrase um the one that came straight to my mind was Okai the New. That was all I wanted to say there. You're the first person to say that. I can what you're saying. I do say that a lot. Do yeah. you? I can what you're saying. Yeah, I say that to Abby a lot. She she looks at me funny every time I say, I can what you're saying. Well, you're a trailblazer because no one said Okai the New. So you're the first person in the podcast in a whole year and a half to say that. So. All right. Oh, I'll take that then. Let's use that one. <laughs> Nashi, this has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. And I hope if people are listening, reach out, get in touch and go and try that thing you've always wanted to do. You know, that's all That's all I keep trying to do and get the right people around you. I will put all the links to your wonderful world so that people who have been living under a rock and haven't felt the joy that it's Nashi and everything you're doing, I'll, I'll definitely put it out there. But um, no, I wish you all the best with your next adventures, whatever comes next. And I, I absolutely believe you will achieve whatever you want to because you've just got the right attitude. Thank you. And, and same to you. Good luck with everything. And, and I mean it, just let me know if there's anyone I can introduce you to or help out with. Ditto. <laughs> Thanks, cast pal. Yeah, I know. It's been great, isn't it? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Brawn the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.